just waiting to see hey first comment cj good morning from napa valley so glad to be with you again thank you for showing up good morning emilio good morning deborah how are you thank you for being here hi rosemary from montana any new people here any anyone is the first time live with me just type it in the comments please i want to say hi to you uh, for all the people who are repeating coming back thank you so much i can't wait to be with you today to talk about meal planning kitchen organization and any questions that you may have good morning karen how are you for those of you who are new uh if you are my name is emilio jose garcia and i am a uh, hi sarah I am the co-founder of a company called KW Professional Organizers and I help people declutter and organize their lives. Uh, and meal planning and the kitchen is a hot spot because when you go to any party before COVID, now hopefully we can go back to go to people's parties. Hi Cecilia, Vanessa, Sarah. So where do normally people gather in? In the kitchen. <laughs> Hi Lenore, how are you? So kitchen is one of the essential spaces in our homes that we use every single day. So thank you so much for being here, guys. I want you to share in the comments questions that you have for today's session because today I wanted to treat it as a Q&A. So I don't want to just be talking and rambling. I want to answer very specific questions from the people who are in this live with me now. So share. What are your questions? What are your challenges? What is something that you want me to cover? Uh, just share with me, why are you here today? Hi from Virginia. Hi, Creative. Welcome back. I am connecting, by the way, from Waterloo. It's a city one hour away from uh, Toronto in Canada. Minimal space. Uh, okay, Lenore, what does that mean? I'm not very sure. <laughs> I was just thinking how uh, meal planning and eating is something that we all have to do, right? It's such a thing that some people love it, some people hate it, but doesn't matter what, you always have to do it. Unless you live in a country where food is amazing, it's cheap, and you can just go out and eat. When I was traveling in India, Thailand, Malaysia, and all these countries, food there was amazing, very inexpensive, and I loved it. I love not, not having to grocery shop. I love not having to like meal plan. So if you are in one of those countries, I am jealous because I will, I will do that if I could here in Canada. So minimal space, need to get away from reactive foods, chemicals. Kitchen is the biggest problem area in my home. Would like to be in a position where I don't have piles of dishes at any point, I don't have a dishwasher and clearing dishes right away isn't always happening. Okay, Sarah, thank you for sharing. It seems to me that what you are mentioning, it, it's a lack of maintenance. So the first thing that I will recommend you is that you have enough space to put everything away. So for example, if you look at my counter here, it's clean because everything has a home in the cupboards, right? I have enough place for all my plates, all my cups, everything. Good morning, Sharon and Alice. So for me, putting things away when I wash them, it's easy. And washing them has to happen often. It happens every day in my home. What? 
So you have to make sure that you have a habit of cleaning up because you have to clean up. We actually got a dishwasher here that we didn't have before. And it was to solve that problem. My wife really pushed me to do it. I didn't want to do it, to be honest, because we rent here and I didn't want to make the investment. But my wife pushed me to do it. And now I'm very happy to have one. So I have a ridiculous cabinet with a top shelf that no one can read, but we don't need that space really. So just yes, on how to maybe decorate those top shelves. Amazing, Debra. Hi, Juliana. Hola. So Debra, uh, that's the beautify space. If you have empty space that you are not using, congratulations, because not everybody can say that about kitchens. Okay. So those shelves, if you, if you are not using them and your kitchen is already decluttered and organized and you truly don't need that space for anything else, because one of the things that I recommend people to do is like use the space that is not easy to reach for things that you don't use normally, but you want to keep. So for example, if you entertain people maybe once a year and you need extra sets of plates, dishes that you normally don't use and you don't have enough space in your cabinet, I would recommend create a set for those specific situations and put it away in that cupboard. You may need a step stool or a ladder to reach it, but you only reach them once every year or twice a year. So I will recommend that you use that if that's a need. And if that's not a need, then display something that you love looking at, okay? So for example, in my kitchen, you can see on top of this cabinet, this is a very old kitchen too, but you can see that there is parnafernalia up there, right? These things are sentimental items for my wife. They are my wife's, from my wife's family, okay? So his, her grandfather used to carve a lot. So we have a lot of, uh, look at this. Look how many spoons we have on the walls. All those spoons and all those things are sentimental items that we are displaying here, uh, including this one here too. I don't know if you can see it, okay? All these things are hanging here because they meant a lot for my wife. Like, and I don't mind them, I enjoy them, and I know that they have a, a big sentimental value for her. So display something that you enjoy. And if you don't have something that to display right now, uh, just get something that you like looking at. Maybe it's a canvas, a small canvas pane. Maybe you can print photos of family and then have a nice frame and put them up there. Uh, maybe uh, whatever, something that when you look at, you really enjoy. Uh, like cake pans, uh, definitely don't use those often. Yeah, uh, absolutely. All those things that you don't use often and you don't want to take the prime real state of your cabinet on a day-to-day -day basis, you can put them up there or you can put them in a place that is not easily accessible. Like, guys, the corner, the blind corners that is so difficult to reach there, that's where we normally keep the things that we don't use on a regular basis. Uh, Karen says, I have too much stuff in my cupboards, but overwhelmed thinking about sorting out. Karen, there is no shortcut here, okay? And this is me after having done hundreds of kitchen sessions with different individuals and families and in my own kitchen. There is no shortcut to taking everything out, assessing everything that you have, decluttering what you no longer need, and then putting back only the things that you need and finding the happy balance between how much space you have and how many things you are keeping. If you don't do that process, I am sorry to tell you that you will have clutter forever. That's the truth. And I want to be completely honest with you guys. I don't want to be something telling you something that is an illusion because it is not the only way for you to have a declutter kitchen 
is to have a home for everything that you want to keep and everything that is uh, valuable for you, okay? If you don't take the time to assess what's valuable for you and only keep the things that are valuable for you, there is no way that you are going to have a declutter kitchen because you are going to have things that you don't need, things that don't fit, probably too many things of, of a specific thing, and you will never have enough space to all of those things. So the process is that. Step number one, take everything out of the cupboards. You, you don't have to do the, the entire kitchen all at once, but you can, you can go by sections, okay? For example, when we did our kitchen, we said, okay, let's talk about coffee mugs, okay? So this is what we decided was our happy balance for coffee mugs for us. So we have two, four, six, and then we have one, two, three, four of these, okay? That's what we need, that's it. That's what we need for the two of us and for my daughter. She still doesn't use those. She used this kind and she used this one, okay? And she has two of these, but we normally rinse them and put them back right away because we don't have enough to, to, for, to have for two or three days if we wait for the dishwasher to be run, right? But this is our compromise of how much space we are willing to give for coffee mugs, okay? When we have family over, friends over, my wife loves tea, tea parties. So what we did is like in this cabinet here, out of reach, we had this extra space and this is where she has a couple of teapots and then she has some extra stuff in there. That's just for special occasions, but we don't normally use those on a daily basis. So the process that we follow was, we had way too more of this and then we had them all over the place, but they were cluttering our cupboards. So we took all the coffee mugs out and we assessed how many coffee mugs do we really need. So we found the balance of six. Six was enough, okay? So I would say when we help people, guys, we do the whole kitchen at once. But I understand that if you are alone, that may be overwhelming for you or you may not have enough time because things do, will get very messy before they get decluttered because the process needs time, right? So make sure that you do the whole kitchen if you can all at once, but if you cannot start doing sections, Okay, coffee mugs, and then plates, for example. Plates, this is what we have for plates, okay? And that's it, so right now they are mostly in the dishwasher, right here, right? But when the dishwasher is done, okay, everything has a home. So we unload the dishwasher and everything fits. Plates all fitting here, bowls all fitting here, coffee mugs fitting here, and then glasses going here, and calorie goes in here and here, okay? And then the things that we use for the oven and for the stove, they live here. And that's it, we put everything away and we have a home for everything. Dishes are a highly unpreferred task for me. Doing my dishes now, while I listen to this session, this from Emilio, amazing guys. Uh, I started with utensils and put things I wasn't convinced I couldn't live without into a box. Never open the box again. Rosemary, that's a great strategy. Guys, if you start doing the decluttering process and you have things that you are unsure of, that you are maybe, keep going with the things that you know for sure you don't need. And the things that you are unsure of, create a maybe pile. Put them in a box, put them in a different room, create a pile somewhere and don't let them go yet. So don't put yourself through that stress, that decision making that is not clear yet. Put all those things in there. 
And then as Rosemary says, if you find yourself not going to that box in a year, <laughs> you don't need them. Honestly, you don't. Okay. And then you feel confident to let them go. If you miss that thing, something in the box the, tomorrow, you can go to the box and then you have the peace of mind that you didn't let it go. Okay. So that's a great strategy. Thank you so much, Rosemary. Uh, yeah, dishes are a highly unpreferred task for me. Uh, let's talk about dishes. You just gave me an idea to manage my overflow of Macs. <laughs> Yucky, amazing. So, guys, dishes. I just want to show you something because it's it's kind of funny. You see what we have here? So this is where we do our meal planning that right now it's empty because we dropped the ball and we didn't do it this week, but we are just uh, blinking it, so blinking it. We are just uh, winging it every day, but normally we write here what we are eating, okay? And then in here, you see that there is an ES, ES. That's the person who is responsible for cooking that day and the person who is responsible for the dishes, doing the dishes. We don't like doing dishes. My wife doesn't like doing dishes either. I don't think anyone likes doing dishes, to be honest, but we have to get them done every day because if not, the kitchen will be a disaster. So we try different ways, okay? We try, you do lunch, I do dinner, whatever. And then we try one week eat, that was too much. We tried three days eat, and then at the end, after testing a lot of things, we found that doing one day eat was the happy balance for us. That's the happy balance for us. It doesn't have to be your system, okay? Communication with whoever lives with you, it's key to see what everybody likes. Because I know some couples that they say, I like cooking, I hate dishes. And the other person say, I love dishes, I hate cooking. Guess what? Perfect match. One person cooks, the other person does the dishes, amazing, everybody's happy. But so many times that's not the rule. For us, it wasn't the rule. I don't like cooking, I don't like doing the dishes. <laughs> and my wife likes cooking, but she doesn't want to be my cooking slave either. So she wants me to cook too. So we do one day eat. And then you see these two magnets here that we have? So we have a red and a blue. So the blue is on top because I was the last one doing the dishwasher. So my wife will look at this and she knows that the next time it has to be her. And when she does the dishwasher, she will just change the magnets, the order. She will put the red on the top, like that. So I will look at that and I will say, okay, it's my turn to un unload the dishwasher. So why do we use magnets? Because we forgot. Like maybe I did the dishwasher and then she came and I came and then she said, no, it's your turn. And I said, no, I think I did it last. And then we weren't sure. So we, we decided to create a system for us to follow so that to help us remind who did it last, right? So that's another way to for dishes. And dishes, guys, we have a dishwasher before we didn't. So sometimes you do dishes at the end of the day. Sometimes I like doing dishes while I cook because I don't like having a pile of dishes to do. Some people do dishes while watching something fun. Uh, I listen to podcasts. I, I watch a, a TV show. I have my phone on a tripod right now. So I use the same tripod to just put it on the counter and then I can do something fun while I'm doing a task that I don't enjoy. And it doesn't require energy or creativity from me. I'm just doing the dishes so I don't have to think. So it's a mindless task that allows me to multitask while listening to something, watching something, whatever, music or, or whatever. So is that helpful, guys? What strategies do you guys have to make sure that you get your dishes done? I would love to read them in the chat because I'm pretty sure that you guys have amazing ideas too that I didn't even contemplate. So please write them in the chat that other people can read them and maybe get inspired by your idea because that's what we are here for, to inspire each other. 
okay so guys what's coming up for you just share what does it work for you regarding dishes and what's what's uh, what's another question that you guys have about around meal planning or is there something that you want me to show you from my kitchen i just want to make this very relevant for you so for a while i've been really good at washing dishes right after using them but this doesn't last okay sarah so it feels to me that you are trying a, a system that is not working for you okay so you are probably facing some resistance there so have you tried of maybe trying a different approach i don't know just try something different uh, and again dishes is something that i don't know many people that like doing dishes because they would rather be doing something else I know some people that they don't like doing dishes to the point that they pay someone to come home clean and do their dishes. And that's another thing, guys. If you have the money and you working, you make way more money than you being home doing chores, just pay someone else to do it for you and cook for you. Why not? If that's an option for you, I will totally do that, most likely. I struggle with coming up with meal ideas and groceries for them ahead of time. Sharon, guilty of that. That happens to me almost every week, and I am a professional in meal planning. So don't don't worry, you are not alone. I have a thousand of ideas, but sometimes I just don't feel like doing it. I just find so many, so much resistance to the task that I end up doing a sandwich because I just didn't have the energy or the intention to do something else. Sometimes I find myself doing something a bit more elaborate. But let me tell you that when I take the time to meal plan and, and do the grocery shopping and everything is clear and convenient, I do a way better job than when I drop the ball and I just wing it every day. And then we end up eating stuff that is not very nice sometimes. Uh, I am living alone right now. So I wash every dish when I use it. The challenge is to leave it, to leave all in its place every night. Juliana, when I lived alone, I had one plate, one Mac. <laughs> and you know what happened? If I didn't do the dishes, I couldn't eat. So that's, that was the best way for me to keep things tidy. And I, I just needed a quarter of a, of a space to keep my one plate. And when I was traveling for like four years with my backpack, I only had one fork, one knife, one little bowl and one plate, and that's it. So I didn't have the choice of doing dishes. So guys, for those of you who are struggling doing dishes, that's a great approach. Put everything in a box except the things that you use. And every time you use them, you have to wash them. By doing this, a few things happen here. First, you create a habit. Second, it's not overwhelming because it will take you 10 seconds to, to wash a plate, a fork, and a mac. Honestly, most likely because you are doing it right away, you don't even have to use soap. You just rinse it with water, put it to dry, done. If you let it dry and then it becomes a huge start, you have to like scrap things way more. So, and then you just put things away right away because you just dry that, put it away, done. So that's a great approach for those of you who are struggling with dishes. Don't have a lot of quantity of plates, mugs. Don't allow yourself to be able to pile dishes, okay? So many people have found this very helpful. And after doing that, they started incorporating one more dish, two more dishes. And some people just stay like that because they realize, I don't need more. I have enough. And when they have company, they have something in the pantry, but it's not on a day-to-day -day use. I put kitchen clear on my habit tracker. Amazing. Amazing. Habit tracker. Great idea, guys. Habit tracker is something that is very visual. It's basically you create like a square and every time you do something, you color it. 
and you can create a habit tracker to make sure that you get your dishes done. Okay, color coding dishes. Each family member has one set. They must keep their own set clean. Amazing. I love that. I love that because it's so visual, right? And that's a great way for kids to teach them how to do their own dishes and don't have mommy doing all the dishes for everybody or, or, or daddy. Great idea. That's the box. Uh, oh, of the box. Thanks. Juliana, try that. Give it a try. Honestly, it does work like a charm because first... This is what happens. You will put everything in the box. And what dish and, and mac and fork do you think you're going to pick? The one that you love the most. So you are already prioritizing. Okay, you are already setting the intention. This is the one that I love the most. So that's the one that you're going to use on a daily basis. And because you have no more choices, you have to clean it before eating. I can relate, Cecilia. Any suggestions, Emilio? Uh, sorry, uh, I have a daughter who doesn't keep up with her dishes. Well, someone, again, kids is very important to introduce them into the chores since they are little, right? So that they get used to the idea. If they have a chance to don't do something, they're going to choose that. So you have to set it as a part of, of a routine. And some of the ways to have them help you is by offering something very appealing after. With my daughter, for example, she now loves watching like a movie, like Inside Out. She's obsessed with the movie Inside Out right now. So we try to limit how much she watches, but we use that movie that she loves so much to say, Eva, you have to put these toys away. And until you don't do that, we are not watching Inside Out. Eva, you have to put all the color in the, in the drawer. Before that, we are not watching Inside Out. So try to use something that they love or try to offer a nice reward after they do it. And then by doing this a few times, they are creating a habit. And hopefully they will start helping, but you have to be consistent and you have to be strict sometimes, okay? Um, and there is not a right or wrong way of doing this with kids, guys. You just have to find a strategy that suits your needs, their personality, something that is fun, something that is not you saying, you have to do the dishes. Try to find something that is more playful, something that is more um, nice to participate in. So my three small children are color-coded so they know which one is theirs. Amazing. I love that strategy. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. We have newer habit of spraying of dishes with sprayer immediately after meals. So doing dishes later is then easy. Very easy. No food right on. Anna, that's one of the reasons why I do the dishes right away because it's so much easier. I just do this, done. When I let them dry, I hate washing dry dishes. I hate it so much that that's my pain point. I hate it so much that I do them in advance because I want to avoid that frustration. Um, yes, necessar necessity is such a helpful <laughs> motivator. Emilia, she's 21. Okay, so Cecilia, uh, because she's 21, guess what? what's happening here? There is a lot of momentum, a lot of inertia of her getting her way, right? So you are you are just not facing little resistance like I'm facing with my two-year-old two daughter. You are facing 21 years of resistance of a habit that has already been created. So you are not going to be able to just do this and change her. That's not going to happen that way. So clear communication, uh, changing the dynamics, being strict in a loving way. There are so many strategies that you can try, but you have to do it. You have to set the ground. You have to set your boundary. And if they don't listen, listen, don't do their dishes. Uh, listen, 
I had a sister that she had schizophrenia, okay? And she got to the point that she was stealing my food. She wasn't participating in anything. Uh, she wasn't like doing anything, right? At the end of the day, I was able to change her habits by creating very clear boundaries. And for me, the boundary was I had a section of the kitchen and I locked it. It sounds crazy, but I had to because I did. I, I wanted to be able to eat myself without having to do my dishes. And one time I remember that she was to the point that she, she was just screaming at me and she was... She had schizophrenia, okay? But she was she knew what she was doing. So one day I remember I was so tired that I say, Lydia, that's her name. If you don't help me, if you don't, if you are not willing to communicate with me, if you're not willing to do something here to make this work for both of us, I'm all ears. Tell me whatever ideas you have. I'm open-minded to anything that you want to do, but we have to do something. I'm not your slave. I'm not willing to do this for you. And she was ah. So she went to the shower, she was going out. I remember I took all her clothes from, from her closet put them in my bedroom, lock it with a key, left. And then when I came back, guess what happened? I was expecting her to be mad at me. What happened is that she was on, on the towel sitting on the couch. And then she saw me coming and then she said, Emilio, I'm sorry. And from that day, we started communicating and we started doing things together. That was for me what, what worked. That's very extreme, I know. But you have to find a way to help her realize that the dynamic needs to change. Um, great, thank you. Also, being honest, my biggest conflict is the space tea boxes and jars are. I love tea and have many types and use a lot of space that it's the one that messy all the time. Juliana, let me show you something in our kitchen. We were facing the same problem, okay? Uh, we were having a tea section here and then because we started eating a lot of nuts and things like that, we were finding that this, this wasn't enough space. So what we did, if you look underneath, look, so we added this little shelf here with two L brackets on the wall. And then in here we have sugar, we have coffee, we have hot chocolate, we have more coffee. We have one, two, three, four, five different kinds of tea. Okay? So that's what worked for us. If you love tea, what you have to do, either in your cupboard, either in your pantry, either uh, sometimes using small mason jars, like if you buy the tea, if you buy the tea in big boxes, but you don't use all, all the boxes all, all at once, you could keep the boxes in your pantry or somewhere else, and then you can put some of the tea bags in here and you can label the kind of tea that you are drinking, okay? Some of the people, they label it on the top and they have it inside a drawer so that they open the drawer and they can see all the top of the lids. Depending how your kitchen looks like, if I were helping you in your kitchen, I would probably look around and I will see what space may suit you the best. I would also think about the flow of your kitchen. For us, for example, the flow of making tea is this. We have the kettle here, we have the sugar teas here, we have the, the mugs in here if we need them, or we have them in here. So everything kind of happens in one station. So we try to don't make the task frustrating, okay? Some people have the tea there okay one corner and then they have the teapot on the other corner and then they have the sugar on the other corner so making a tea becomes a frustrating task and that's when people tell us i want to change my kitchen flow okay so try to create a home to be able to store the tea that you buy okay another idea about that topic okay is using your pantry for that and i just want to show you my pantry here for example, 
see, we have black tea here that we use to make kombucha, and then we have this other tea here. But basically, this is one great example. We have soda, soda cans, okay? This is like a, we use it to, to just make uh, like pop, but we use real fruit uh, with just soda that is cold. So when we buy a box in the supermarket, it comes in 12. So we, we get 12 cans. So that's our balance. That's how much space we allowed in our pantry to keep soda. So when we go grocery shopping, we will not buy two boxes of soda of 24. We will buy 12. So we normally will wait until they are almost done and then we replace them. Okay, by doing this, we are avoiding clutter. If we were to go to Costco or another shop I will, and we see a sale, and then they sell maybe soda super, expensive, uh, super cheap that day, we may ask ourselves, do we have space to store the extra ones? Because we only allow space for 12 cans, one box. Can we store two extra boxes? And if the answer is no, I will not buy it, even if it's cheaper. Because the cost of me of having clutter and having the frustration, it's going to be higher than the actual few dollars that I'm going to save. If you decide to buy, then you have to make sure that you have enough space to store it. Okay? So with the tea, you have to take a, a, a similar approach, okay? It seems, that, uh, seems to me that the solution for me lies in changing my vision of my kitchen. I am in the habit of seeing it in my mind as always being overflowing with dirty dishes. I would like to have the vision of it always being clean and tidy. Absolutely, Sarah. One of the main steps that we always start people with is like, we need to understand what their vision is. Like, I always ask them, like, if you could snap your fingers and see your kitchen finish, how does it look like? And then when people connect with that vision, that's when they get excited. That's when they get clear about what they need and why. And then I will ask them a few questions to really dig deeper into the why of those reasons to make sure that they are relevant. And then once we are on the same page and they are normally then excited, that's what happens. They are overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. And then I start asking them questions. What's your vision? Why? What are you going to be able to do when this is finished? How is your life going to change? What are the benefits? You see them starting to like, oh, yeah, what? Her eyes open. They start smiling and they start getting excited. When you tap into that, then doing the actual work is way easier because you have a clear goal. You have a clear expectation and you have connected with what you want from an emotion, not from a mental spot. And this is so important, guys. This is why I always recommend start with becoming aware of what you need and connect with that new reality. And for you is to have a kitchen that is clear of dishes. So I want you to visualize that. Just take a moment, close your eyes, visualize you entering your kitchen. Everything is clean. All the dishes are put away. Kitchen is ready for you to just start cooking there and have fun. And that's your new normality. You have changed it now. That's your new kitchen. So now you just need to maintain it. Okay? But that's your new reality. And that's what you have to like one for yourself that's what you want that's what you shared so you you know that and you want that for reasons that you know it's a benefit for you to have a clean kitchen so i hope that that helps uh love the idea got it juliana um again guys i'm just sharing some strategies but there are so many other ones that feel free to share anything that you guys 
uh, that something that is working in your kitchen, feel free to share it because I don't have all the answers. I only have some of what I have seen, what worked for me. But you guys have, everybody has a kitchen. So I'm sure that you guys are doing great in some areas too. Wonderful ideas, Emilio. What about organizing the refrigerator? I have a roommate who has taken it over. I had to finally say, this is my shelf. I am organized and they are messy. Amanda, Joy, absolutely. You need to create healthy boundaries. So when it comes to sharing spaces, especially the kitchen, you have to be clear and specific, especially if there are frustrations. So in your case, it seems to me that you have a frustration, that you have a different style. So if, because there is not a clear boundary of what's mine, what's yours, and you have different styles of keeping things organized, organization means something different for you and for your roommate, uh, you are having the frustration of, I don't have enough space and the space that I can use, it's messy and I don't like it. So you have to clearly communicate your needs and wants to your roommate, have a conversation and find a happy balance. From a place that is not you judging them for being messy, just from a place of saying, hey, uh, I've been noticing that I've been frustrated because uh, I don't know how much food I can buy, because I don't know how much fits in my fridge, because I don't know exactly what who what's my place and I like keeping things uh, clean. That's what makes me feel well. And if that doesn't happen, my mental health gets affected and that has a ripple effect in every area of my life. So I would really appreciate if we can find a compromise here that we both feel comfortable with, Okay. I know it's a difficult conversation to have, especially if there is already a dynamic in place because it feels that you are confronting them. But if you don't confront them in a way, in if you don't find the, the time and the, the words to, to let them know your what you need, your frustration is going to keep growing and growing. And then one day you are going to explode and you're going to have a, like a, a comment that they are not going to understand because they don't know what's going on in your head. I don't know if you have had conversations with, with uh, him or her or not, but that's what I would suggest. Uh, so what works well for me once the piles of dishes are taken care of is putting a smaller bowl inside the sink that I fill with soap water. That makes it easier to wash dishes right away and even during cooking. Absolutely, I do that. Before I had the dishwasher, that's what I used to do. I normally keep kept like a, a bowl of some sort with uh, with some soap and then it was really easy to wash them. Our freezer is stuffed. Food at the bottom gets ignored too old. How to organize this? Carol, you you, you responded to yourself. <laughs> too much stuff. And this is something that I want you guys to know. Okay? The more you have, the more stressful it is to make decisions, the more difficult it is to maintain the more difficult it is to avoid food waste and the more overwhelming it is, at least for me. Some other people, they love opening the fridge and having an abundance of, of choices. For me, when that happens, I feel overwhelmed. And if I don't have a plan to use everything that is in there, majority of the times, something will get spoiled because I don't have enough time to use it all. So in your case, I will encourage you to buy less, to try to go through the stuff that you have in your freezer first and then then uh, cook something and put it in there. But maintain a system where you are actually using some of the stuff in the, in the freezer before you buy more. And a challenge that we always take, my wife and I, is we try to use everything in the fridge, almost everything, except spices and, and sauces and stuff that doesn't go bad. But when it becomes to like vegetables, things that can spoil, we always try to go through everything before we go grocery shopping again. And sometimes we open the fridge and it's almost empty. 
But you look around and maybe there is a tomato, maybe there is lettuce, maybe there is a, a, a few slices of bread. So we can make a sandwich or we can uh, cook something with uh, lentils or with rice or with something grains. So there are always options. And so many times we open the fridge and it seems it's empty. But when we start thinking about it, we have still three, four, five, ten meals out of it. So make sure that you use everything before you go grocery shopping. Okay, with you, Carol, what is the best way to keep track of the contents of the freezer? I made a checklist in my basics and categorized beans, but tend to forget what's in them. Uh, guys, because you have too much stuff. That's the, honestly, that's the truth answer. This is my truth answer to you. It doesn't matter if you have a big freezer. We have a stand-up freezer in the basement. We never let it get to the point that we start throwing things out. We normally go through those things before they get bad. And when you free stuff so this is what we normally do okay so for example mira, this is this is one example okay this is what we are going to eat today it's chili so as you see it says chili january 2021 okay so it's masking tape and then this was frozen in the freezer downstairs so i pull it out of the freezer and i leave it here okay and then this is gonna be our dinner so it will be enough and then we have masking tape or, or white tape, whatever you want, and then we have markers. So everything is convenient in here so that we can label things. And all the containers that we use for the freezer are here. And we have three sizes. We have one liter, half a liter, okay, and one quarter of a liter. And then we have all the lids in here. So this system helps us make sure that when we put food in the freezer, everything is labeled, everything is standardized. Even we buy sausages or we buy something in package, we normally portion it before freezing it. Okay, so we have a we, we may have a one liter container with three sausages because it's myself, uh, my wife, and my daughter. So we always cook three sausages. So we will have a container with three sausages. If we make chili, we will have one liter containers. So portion control what you normally are going to eat when you take it out. Label everything with a date. And don't let the volume in the fridge and freezer get to the point that you don't see what's in there. Because when that happens, that means that you have too much stuff in it. Honestly, you do have too much stuff. So you have to stop grocery shopping and start using the things that you have in the fridge. How? Go to Google. And if you open the fridge and there is one carrot, one tomato, uh, chickpeas, whatever, type those ingredients and then see recipe with these ingredients. And you will be amazed at how many options you may have. Okay? So uh, I love using the freezer to keep food from going to waste. When I get the sense that I have too much, that's what I do. Freeze it. It works great with all kinds of chopped fruits and vegetables. Absolutely. Guys, we go to the market when it's in season here in Canada. We buy lots of strawberries, lots of fruit, and then we have it in the freezer. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I have in the past, uh, but it tends to uh, slowly revert back to overloaded with their stuff. The one thing I remind myself of is it won't always be this way. They won't be my roommate forever. Yeah, that, that that's another thing. Again, like sometimes it's not worth it for you to like try to communicate with someone that maybe if they are not willing to listen, if you know that it's temporary, uh, if you have tried but it's not flowing well and it's going to be a big conflict, sometimes it's just easy to avoid it and then move on because eventually you're going to move on. Uh, what would you use to label your freezer containers? I mean that. Oh yeah, uh, creative. Um, so having success by listing foods going into freezer by date, they should be used up by. 
not so overwhelming when I open the door now and helps with menu planning. Ah, amazing. So creative. Uh, we use just masking tape, okay? Masking tape or painter's tape, something that looks like this. This is green tape or it can be the white tape. I normally just write in here, peel it, and then you can use just a, a, any marker works or even a pen, and then we put it in the container like this on the lid, okay? So we, we write what it is and the date so that we know, okay, this was from January 2021. So it's been like, what, five months. Okay, that's fine. But again, our freezer and fridge, they don't get overpacked to the point that we are. Um, so for example, this is the freezer that we have at home uh, on the upstairs, okay? So we have some, some crepes, some bananas, and then we have a, a curry that we made. And then in here we have, ice and then we have a uh, stuff for our daughter Eva and more ice fruit and vegetables and then that's it and then in the freezer downstairs that's where we keep everything that we don't use on a weekly basis so our system is when we cook we cook always more quantity and we put it in the freezer downstairs okay so when we are planning for the week we may go downstairs and we may pull up three four five containers and then we will put them in here because that's for the week we have the luxury of having an extra freezer. If you don't have an extra freezer, then you, you cannot cook as much quantity because you don't have enough storage space. And that's why we invested in a freezer because we knew that it will help us save a lot of time, a lot of money and convenience. And here in Canada, the winters are really long. So Samantha likes going and, and picking the, her own strawberries, Sometimes we go to the market and we see a huge deal on tomatoes that normally are very expensive in the winter time. So when we see those deals, we have the luxury of being able to buy a big quantity and then we do something with that and then we freeze it. And then during the winter time, when things are not in season, we have peaches, we have tomatoes, we have strawberries, we have raspberries, we have so much stuff that holds well frozen. Okay, hi Richard, uh, freezer tape too, thank you. Thank you, Creative. Um, yeah, so th those are some of, of the studies and thank you uh, so much for the people who are um, sharing their tips because I love reading them. I always learn something new. So feel free to share whatever is working for you uh, because we can all get inspired by. So guys, if you are enjoying this session, uh, as always, uh, Inside Timer works by donation. So if you want to support me and my work, and if you get value from this, I will really appreciate if you can make me a donation. And you can also support me in other ways, like you can follow me, you can share my content with other people that may benefit from it. And one of the things that you can do that helps me a lot, uh, financially speaking too, is leaving me reviews in my audios. If you enjoy my audios, go to the end and then you have the option to review and then just write your honest review, write something for me that I can see it. And by me answering those reviews, Inside Timer rewards me for that. And also, I have courses. I have a self-care course, a 10-day self-care course that you can take. If you are a member of Inside Timer already, it's free to join. You don't have to pay extra. And it's a 10-day self-care course that it's, it, I think is really good. It's very like uh, in-depth. And the way that you can support me in that is by engaging in the course classroom, okay? Every time someone engages in there and asks a question or shares something, I can reply to that and then uh, Inside Timer will reward me for that. 
And thank you so much, Steve, for your donation. And I am submitting this week my new course about minimalism. So that, that will be live, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. I'm very excited about that. The mason jars in your cupboard on their sides, they do not sleep. So, uh, Liz, let me show you that. So, this is the creation of a system that we had, okay? A couple of years ago, we started eating more plant-based and more like a... So we stopped eating meat and fish, okay? So basically, we invested in, in a lot of nuts. That was a big part of our diet. So we started with uh, this kind of system because we use the, the bulk bar here. And the bulk bar normally, uh, they started doing your own, bring your own yard kind of program. So we used to go to that store with this, this yard, okay? We used to go to that store with this plastic jar because it's way lighter. And then we used to fill this up with pistachios, almond, whatever we needed. And then we knew that it was the perfect portion to put it in here. Okay? And in our cupboard, we always had started using these big mason jars. Okay? So the first system that we had was to have the mason jars like this. Okay? So we, we didn't have this shelf here. So we had the mason jars like this. So this, and then we had dates, and then we had granola. But what happened is that the volume was getting too much, too many mason jars, and we didn't have enough space. So we started doing this op the opposite. We put them like this, and then, because I'm so handy, <laughs> I created this extra shelf in here. And now we can fit double the amount, and the labels are on the lids. So this is why you can see so many uh, so the secret, guys, of making these old cabinets functional is not by doing a kitchen renovation. I mean, that's an option, but that's really expensive sometimes and not, not doable for some of you. You can use the same ones and you can just use the vertical space better. How to do that? In my case, I, have, I had some wood in the basement that I use. But if you don't have wood, you can use this. Uh, so this metal thing is a, a double shelf. Okay, and Sarah, I saw your question, so I'm gonna answer it really quickly, okay? So this is the solution that I'm talking about, that you can get some, and then you can optimize the, the vertical space of your cabinets. This is another one for plates, okay? Lazy Susans are great. And then uh, I have uh, this one here again, okay? So you can find this in, in any hardware store. They are very inexpensive, and they can help you and really make the best of your cabinet. If you have, honestly, if you have a few L brackets and some wood and you are able to cut to length, you can just add an extra shelf in there and could be any kind of wood. It doesn't have to be anything special. And I'm sure if you are not able to do this, I'm sure you have a friend that is handy that can probably make it for you. You just invite them for like a coffee or a dinner and you just ask them to help you do that. Okay, so Sarah, a question about your course. How long will the audios be available for us? And the option to ask your questions, does it all end after 10 days? No, Sara, you, once you enroll in the course, the course is a 10-day course. It's designed to be 10 days in a row, or you can do session one and then wait two days and then session two. But you, you have access to that course forever. It doesn't go away, okay? And you can ask as many questions in the course classroom as you want. And the more you ask the more I can support you and the more that Inside Timer rewards me financially too because they want people to be engaged. They want people to, to really get involved in the course, to really get the transformation going. 
and they know that by you committing to asking questions and by me answering them, we are helping each other and we are helping all the other students too to do the same. So yeah, and then it doesn't end after 10 days. Absolutely no. You have lifetime access to that course. Okay. Ah, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, and if you are not a member of uh, Inside Timer, if you are not paying for Members Plus, I think you can just buy that independent course for $20. And that's it. Uh, I, I think it's $20 for the course, I'm pretty sure. But if you are a member of Skillshare, uh, sorry, Skillshare of Inside Timer, then you will have access to that course at no extra cost. Okay? Great, thanks. You are more, most welcome, Sarah. So, guys, any other questions that you have around kitchen anything else that you want me to show you or any other frustrations any other tips that are working for you that i should know about another thing that we do uh, how do you store pans okay let me show you the pans so under the oven that's where we keep like a, we, we, we used to keep the pans here, but now we keep all the oven stuff related here and the barbecue utensils are in here too, okay? And then for the pans and pots, we have this solution here, okay? So we have three pans that are in here, okay? So we have two of these sides and we have a smaller size one here, okay? That's really what we need. We don't need more than that. And then we have all the pots in here. We have a few little pots because we don't have a microwave. So every time we need to uh, warm up something, we normally use either the toaster oven here or we use one of these pots. And then we have, when we make soup or something that is bigger, that, that we need more quantity, this is what we have in here. So we have two rice cookers in here. We have a grill that we use pretty often. That's why it's here. We have the food processor in here. And then we have we have one. So this is a, a, a big one of the bigger pots that we have. Then we have two. Okay. And then we have the third one is all the way here. Because it's the one that we use the least. So that's why it's all the way in there. I know that this is not a very accessible space, but this is the kitchen that we have. We are still young enough that we can get on our knees. So these are the pots how, how we store them. I have to say that um, if you guys are, if you cannot kneel like this, if this is too difficult for you to reach, I used to install glide outs. So in this specific situation, how the glide out will work is like you will have a glide out here that will come out. And then there is another glide out in there that will come out this way. So everything that is in there will show up in here. And then when you are done, you will put that back and then put this back in. So if you wanna utilize the uh, blind corner better, glide outs maybe can be a good solution for you. They are a bit pricey, but if you are looking for convenience and practicality and you need to, uh, it's a great solution. Okay, um, mine take up lots of space. Uh, Vicky, you have to do a decluttering session too. You have to really assess what do you really need? Do you have more than you need? Are you using them on a regular basis? And if you are not, 
but you don't want to let them go because maybe you use one pot maybe once a year for a family event that pot doesn't belong in your kitchen because you don't use it on a daily basis weekly basis either monthly basis that belongs in a storage unit in your pantry in the basement wherever you can okay a uh, refrigerator storage or did you cover already uh, I think I did cover the refrigerator. I can go back if you want. Or organizing big utensil drawer ideas. Uh, with big utensil, Sharon, we we have this with little things, okay? But all the big stuff, we opted to do this, okay? You can use a mason jar or you can use this is from IKEA, like two or three dollars, I think. This is a mason jar, okay? And we just have the things that we use. And again, when I do kitchen sessions with people, they normally have way too much stuff, way more than they need. So make sure that you really assess and do the decluttering process before organizing. Because it doesn't make sense, guys, to organize things that you don't need. Especially if you are frustrated because you don't have enough space. You have to do the decluttering. You have to be clear with yourself. Connect with that vision that you were trying to create. Why are you organizing your kitchen? What, what are you trying to change? And that's, that's going to be your motivation to keep going. Uh, organizing your... Yeah, okay. Uh, how do you guys organize your food shopping? I tend to run really low on basics and then have to run and shop on short notice. I buy things from different stores because I have intolerances, which makes shopping a big effort sometimes. Uh, especially... So... Uh, Thank you, Ricky. I have three packs and two only. Yeah, amazing. Honestly, what else do you need? You, you don't need more than that unless you are cooking at the same time. So shopping, this is what we do, okay? Uh, this is for uh, for Sarah. So this is what we do. We have, for example, let's say that we are, let's say that, that I come here, okay? And then I take my soda and then I notice that there are only two cans or three cans left. So I will come here and I will say, oh, I will need soda next time I go grocery shopping. So I will come to my board, okay, and I will write it down here. And you mentioned that you have different places where you buy things from. We do too. We have a market. We have Freshco, that is the grocery store that we normally go. And then we have a, a miscellaneous one. Sometimes it's a, the bulk bar. Sometimes it's another thing. And then we have a to buy for things that don't fit on these categories. So we will write it here, okay? And then when we go grocery shopping, we will write that down in a piece of paper and we will take it with us. You may be thinking, why don't you use your phone? If you use your phone, that's great. I don't like using my phone for grocery shopping. I don't like going grocery shopping and using my phone to see what I need. I hate it. My wife does too. That's why we have this system. Doesn't have to be like this for you. You can create whatever system you want. You can use Google Keep. You can use notes on your phone. I don't care what system you use as long as you know where to write things down and you rely on that system. And if you have other people involved, just tell them. Anytime you open something and, and it's short, let me know. Write it here. Uh, anytime we come to the pantry, for example, let's say that, uh, I don't know, we use these crushed, these crushed tomatoes to make uh, stuff, right? So we have space for four of them. So if I'm taking the last the last one and there is only one left I will write it down and I will write by one two three okay because that way I have enough storage space to put it in there so that's another thing once you have 
once you do the decatching and you have a clear system on how much you can have of each, that's going to help you know how much you can buy. And then that's gonna help you also notice when you are in shortage of something, okay? I don't know if that helps. I think that was helpful. Uh, thank you. I cleared out all the utensils that I don't use regularly and put them into a box in the basement. That makes organizing and accessing it much easier. Sarah, absolutely. And for all of you who have a lot of stuff that maybe you don't use on a weekly or monthly basis, do that. Have a temporary, not a temporary, have a place where you can store the out-of-season kitchen stuff that you don't want to let go of because you use them maybe once or twice a year, but don't find space in your cabinets if you don't have a lot of space to store those things that you don't use on a regular basis because then your kitchen floor is going to be frustrating and you're going to be storing things that you don't need to store in the kitchen, okay? So what else? What else do you guys have for me? Another thing that we use a lot while I wait for more questions is that we use timers a lot and timers really allow us to be way more efficient allows us to avoid things for burning, uh, things in the oven to be forgotten. Uh, if we put the laundry and we need to switch from laundry, uh, from washing machine to dryer, or we need to hang the clothes outside, we put the timer and then we don't forget and we make it very efficiently. So really timers help us be a lot of uh, way, way, way more efficient. Some of the other things that I have here is like, some of the things that I display is this, Oh, I'm running out of battery. One second. Yeah. So uh, now it's charging. So yeah. But yeah. So guys. Uh, I don't know if you have any more questions, let me see. I'm in my living room now, so thank you, I'm in as well. Uh, I do that as well. I feel like I'm seeing shopping trips. Might be helpful when I take or up on all. My guess is I'm getting off for sure that, yeah, like uh, you need to, if you're feeling frustrated about grocery shopping, you need to have a system where you don't waste a lot of time, right? And the way for you to don't waste time is by you having a clear system, a nice uh, grocery list that you can follow making sure that you don't forget anything because if you do forget something going back to the three stops is very frustrating right and a lot of time also and probably gasoline if you have to drive there so it's very frustrating to, to have to do that and you need a system that will help you avoid that i tell you it's a good idea i need to tell my mother about this because she gets excited with other things when cooking hey i do too everybody does and that's that, that's what happens you put the timer and if you're making pasta guys and the pasta is takes seven minutes why do you have to think about it why do you need to have pasta that is burnt <laughs> so just put the timer and then it beeps done uh thank you Lina, for your donation uh thank you Emilio. thank you juliana <laughs> so what else guys is coming up to you around the kitchen before i go yeah while i'm here uh i also like I have to shop different places too, so I take a killer with me. Oh, that, that's a good idea, to keep things cool, because 
Yeah, can we see your freezer again? Yeah, thank you. This has been very helpful. So this is uh, the freezer that we have upstairs, okay? So as I was saying, we don't have a lot of things in here other than fruit that we use for smoothies. And then we have uh, vegetables like peas and corn in here. We have ice. And then we have uh, some more fruit, a little bit of chocolate. And then this is to make uh, like popsicles, homemade popsicles. And then uh, in here we have some bananas to make smoothies. Okay, and then we have an ice pack. And then we have, this is a, a curry that as you see is from February 2021. And this will be probably the lunch for tomorrow. That's why it's here. But normally we go to the freezer that we have downstairs. We take the things that we're gonna use for the week and we normally put them in here and here. Okay, but we don't use this freezer for to store all the things that we cook because it's not big enough, okay? So that's why I always recommend that you guys invest in a freezer because freezers are really can save you, uh, help you save a lot of time. I found that even grass containers can go into the freezer. So I upcycle grasses with lids to store. Yeah, uh, as long as you don't fill them too much, they should be fine. Thanks, Emilia. I want to get meal planning in order now. Used to like trying new recipes, but was overwhelmed by cleaning up. Step by step was well for me. Yeah, absolutely. Making little progress, it's better than no progress. Helpful, thank you. Okay, guys, if you don't have any more uh, questions, I'm gonna let you go. 
Uh, this Friday I won't be here because I am camping, <laughs> going camping with the family. So I will see you the following Tuesday. And what topics are you guys interested in me covering? Uh, I have a, a session for Tuesday, but I need a session for Friday next week. So what topics would you like me to cover next? Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I will try to enjoy. I don't like mosquitoes, so that's going to be a struggle for me, but I'll try and make my best. Paper clutter. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm, I just finished everything, the editing, Sharon, and I am just uploading it now. When I finish this session, I'm just uploading it to Inside Timer. Paper, paper, okay. Paper it is. What specifically about paper you guys want to know? You say paper clutter, but what would you like to see? Traveling light will be interesting too. Hmm. Paper filling systems, maybe some tips on in daily self-care. How to be ruthless. Burn everything, creative. Get a, a lighter and burn all the papers you have. <laughs> closet, closet, closet. Office organization. How to handle it when it comes in the door. Kids' papers from school. Mail. Do you scan? Absolutely. I have very little paper, guys. I pretty much don't scan anything. I burn everything. <laughs> okay, paper clutter. Uh, I actually did a paper session not long ago and I show all the paper management. Did anyone go to that session from here? I'm just curious. Did you guys go to that session? It wasn't like probably a month ago. Thank you, creative. I'm curious to know. He's not kidding. Burn, baby, burn. I'm not kidding, guys. Uh, I like to keep it of pantry items like spices, rice, beans, but always easy to put together a meal then. Yeah. We always have emergency meals like craft dinner or pasta with an easy sauce or stuff like that. Before I found you. Thank you. I went. Uh, thank you, Emilia. I love that. Take it camping. <laughs> and you see the skin in fire. I actually do that. <laughs> you know that one time, guys, I took a, a big bag of papers thinking I'm going to burn them down. Uh, I was going camping and I put them in the fireplace and there was no way I could burn them because when you put all the papers together, there is not enough oxygen and the fire will not get. So I had to go paper by paper, make a ball with the paper and throw it in the fire. And it took me three hours to burn everything. So it's not as easy as you think. Um, where do you burn your paper? Uh, you can burn it in, a, in, in any fireplace. Uh, we don't have a fireplace in our home, but anytime you go camping, you can burn it there. We have friends that they have like backyard fires. So we do it there. Uh, we shred too, but sometimes shredding costs money. So it's like, we, we do have a shredder at home, but if we have a lot of volume, uh, we normally just have fun and have a fire. I have put them in a paper bag and set fire to the bottom of the bag. Yeah. Well, you were lucky. Organizing ideas are not could be helpful. Great ideas and insights tend to get lost in piles. Yeah, notes. Okay. Uh, yeah, guys, we have the shredder and then uh, we don't let it pile up. That's the thing. If you have a big pile of shredding, it's a pain in the butt. But if every time you have a paper, your, your maintenance is that you just put it through the shredder then you just don't let a big pile to form. Uh, same with someone was commenting about what to do with incoming paper. Just don't let it come into your home. Young mail gets out. Have a recycling bin under your mailbox. You open it, throw it there. 
uh, stuff from school, like, look, our fridge has some stuff from Eva, but when it goes, when she brings something else, we take that one, that one out, goes to recycling, and then she puts the new one in there. And if we really love it, we snap a photo of it, but we don't keep the, we don't need to keep the, the, the original paper. Uh, sometimes we put it in her journal and we glue something in her journal, uh, but it depends. If it's really good, yes, but if it's something like she's just learning how to color, so it's not a, a Picasso, right? <laughs> but it's, it's your choice. You can choose whatever you want to do with it, but just don't let it frustrate you and don't let it clutter your space, okay? Okay, so I will do the paper clutter then. Are you guys interested in the how-to or would you like to also do a little practice where we are kind of like... Uh, do a little meditation about paper and see what emotions are coming up for you. See if you are lacking confidence. Just shine the light on, on the reasons why you are not keeping up your paper. Uh, both will be great. Yeah, because one of my lessons in my new course of minimalism is paper. And every lesson in that course has a practice and then a how-to. And I found that the practice comes first and the practice helps you really understand what's going on here, what's your struggle, and what is the resistance that you are facing. And once you understand and become aware of that, that's when you can then apply the how-to to the process. Okay, both it is. Practice plus how-to. I will basically give you guys one of the lessons of the course. <laughs> uh, if you recommend going digital, then how to organize your digitized papers. Yeah. I will talk about that. Organizing the snapshots you take of the paper. Amazing. Okay. Okay. I don't want to talk about paper anymore because that will be the topic of next Friday. Not this Friday, the following one. Okay. So I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you so much for being here. Again, if you like this session uh, and you can support me with a donation, I will really, really appreciate that. Uh, and I hope to see you guys on Tuesday. Have an amazing rest of the week and I will enjoy camping, okay? I will see you on Tuesday. Adios.